we're another step closer to opening day. The opening night roster is set. Blue Jackets have finally selected their 23 men down from like the 7 billion that started camp. And uh, we're going to talk about that. There's some surprises, some not so surprises, and uh, some in between stuff. That's all coming up today on Locked On Blue Jackets. Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, excitement, sadness, yelling, ranting, all of the above and more about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. Like I said, we are... uh, Probably not going to hit the 250 subscribers by opening night, but that is fine. I super appreciate everyone who has uh, liked, subscribed, commented, etc. over the past uh, six months or so that I've been doing the YouTube thing. And uh, here's to the next six months. Super, super excited about it. So uh, let's talk about preseason. Just to just to to start off, let's 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 start by finishing, I guess. Um, the Blue Jackets went 4-2-2 two, and two in their eight preseason games, uh, which honestly is pretty good. Um, I think there were some shockers in there, but I also think there were some unexpected gems in there. Um, they finish the preseason with an overtime loss to the uh, Washington Capitals. I believe the score was 4-3 to three. by the end of it. Dylan Strong with the game winner, because obviously why wouldn't Dylan Strong score an overtime game winner? But uh, for the most part, I liked a lot of what the Blue Jackets did in preseason. Um, I thought the line combinations, for the most part, have been, um, if not exciting, then at least intriguing. Um, And sometimes intriguing is as good as it's going to get for this team. But we're here. We made it. Uh, The Blue Jackets opened their season on Wednesday night, which is super, super exciting. I feel like it's been about 700 years since the last time the Blue Jackets played, uh, which was like... April. So again, literally, it's been over six months since the last time the Blue Jackets played a hockey game that like meant something. Um, admittedly, game one of 82 doesn't mean a whole bunch, but it's here. There's points at stake. The standings are at stake. And uh, they're starting off strong with a uh, division matchup. They're going to be playing the Carolina Hurricanes as the Carolina Hurricanes open their season. Um, so that's probably going to be something we talk about later on in the week. We'll be uh, looking at how the Two teams match up against one another in, uh, honestly, it could be worse. I I was looking at the last few home openers, um, or the last few season openers, excuse me, and I feel like they keep getting stuck with the team that won the Stanley Cup. Um, a couple of years ago, they had to open against Tampa Bay. I believe they opened for Washington after they won. Uh, last year was pretty good. They opened up against Arizona and had that wild, like, 8-2 massive win. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen this time, um, but that's, that is all for uh, a future episode. Um, we'll do a, pro- a real breakdown in the Carolina Hurricanes, how they're looking, and uh, how difficult they're going to make my life, and I suspect the answer is very. Uh, the Blue Jackets lost 7-1, I think, 
or 8-1 potentially to them uh, in the preseason. I'm not going to take much away from that game because it was, you know, a bunch of roster spots or, or guys looking for a roster spot. Uh, that played. So I'm not going to be like, well, obviously they're going to lose 7-1 again. Genuinely wouldn't surprise me, but I don't think you can look at that preseason game and be like, well, they're going to lose badly because X, Y, and Z. Like, it's two completely different rosters. Um, I think, like, the only guys that actually played in that game that are going to be on the opening night roster are um, Corrali, Cole Sellinger, um, maybe... Ken Johnson, maybe Liam Foodie. Like, that's that's it. Maybe Nick Blankenberg, um, who I don't, who I believe did play in that game. Um, so it is what it is. Um, I'm not, it, it's, it's, it's weird. I was going to talk a little bit about the preseason and how you can, like, what you can take from that, but I feel like the, Preseason, preseason is so weird. If the Blue Jackets have a good preseason, then typically they don't start the season very well. I remember they had that like mad preseason, and uh, when was it? It would have been twenty, the twenty fifteen sixteen season. Um, just after the Brandon Saad trade, they went like seven and one in the preseason, and they were winning every game like seven three eight four. Like it was, it was mental. And uh, then they came out and dropped eight straight games and ended up picking third overall. Um, so, you know, it, it's tough to look at that and be like, well, the Blue Jackets didn't really have a great preseason and then they do pretty well. So it's, you win some, you lose some. Um, it's tough to predict this time because obviously the Blue Jackets went essentially four and four, like four, two and two, but there's no points at stake. An overtime loss means nothing. It's a loss. A loss is a loss is a loss. Um, there's not even a pity point at stake here. So they basically went four and four. They went 500, which is pretty good. Um, but it also means it's pretty hard to predict. Um, something interesting of note, though, is um, I was looking into some preseason records, and I came across a tweet, and apparently the last two teams that went undefeated in the preseason were last year's Arizona Coyotes and the Colorado Avalanche team that ended up making, like, they got, like, 47 points total in the season. So uh, it could be worse, Blue Jackets fans. Because at least we're not those teams. Um, but let's uh, let's stop looking at preseason. Let's look ahead to the season opener. Let's look at the opening roster. And that's what we're going to do in just a minute. But first, I've got to tell you about Athletic Greens. Uh, because this is, is a product that I use every day. I started taking AG1 because I needed something to give me some more energy in the morning. Um, I didn't have time to figure out like which pills and vitamins I should be taking. And uh, I found AG1. I've been taking it for a few months now, and I really love it. I'm not super into the whole like meal replacement shakes or supplements or anything like that, but uh, I gotta say, like, I feel so much better since I started taking this. So, what is AG1? Well, with one scoop, you are absorbing over 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And uh, this is a special blend of ingredients to support gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of the things that you need to focus on, especially as, uh, like me, you're starting to get older and 30 is looking very, very close. Uh, it costs less than $3 a day, so you're investing in your health, and it's much cheaper than your cold brew habit. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day, that is it. 
There's no need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The Blue Jackets had to have their opening night roster set by 5 p.m. today, which is, uh, as of the time recording this, 42 minutes ago. So uh, they have literally, it, it is hot off the press, shall we say. Um, and like I said in the opener, there's some surprises and there's some not so surprises. So uh, let's start off with the goaltenders. Um, Elvis Mosleykins, not a surprise. Uh, the other goalie, though, is a bit of a surprise. Um, Daniil Tarasov has been named to the opening night roster. Jonas Corposalo has been put on injured reserve. Uh, he is apparently just not 100% with his hip yet. Um, looking on Twitter, uh, I know Jeff Svoboda mentioned this briefly. Uh, he's been getting involved in practice. He looks pretty good, um, but he's clearly not 100% of the way they, and I think the team is being pretty cautious. Um, I don't hate this, and I think having Tarasov maybe get some... NHL reps early uh, early in the season could be a good thing, especially, you know, he missed basically all of last season. Um, he played, what, two and a half NHL games and then we broke him. So it'll be interesting to see him maybe get uh, some reps. I'm not sure when the first back-to-back is for the Blue Jackets. I feel like it's pretty soon. Yeah, literally game two and three of the season is uh, a back-to-back against Tampa Bay and then St. Louis. So... We could see Tarasov maybe as early as Game 3. I don't think we'll see him in the Tampa Bay game. But I could see him starting that um, that St. Louis game, which could be uh, could be interesting. Um, I'm not sure what to think of the, the Corpus. Well, I mean, I do know what to think of Corpus going on IR, but it's not what I expected, honestly. Um, he didn't get any preseason action. And I'm wondering if he's maybe a little bit further behind schedule than they thought he would be at this point in uh, in the, the preseason slash season run-up. Um, hopefully he's, he's ready soon, um, mostly because I don't know that Tarasov will get a ton of benefits behind Meslikins. Meslikins is a goalie that likes to play all the games he possibly can. Um, he went like 12 straight games at the end of the season. Last year, um, Bar, like, I think he, he played like 16 of the last 18 games of the season or something bonkers like that. You know, he's a goalie that likes to play a lot. Um, so I don't know that you'll see a lot of Tarasov, and I don't know that that's helpful frankly. Um, so he was a guy that I would have wanted to see down in Cleveland, getting reps down there. Um, on the plus side, that looks like we might see Jack Reeves in a Monsters starting role sooner than we thought. Um, but hopefully we'll see Corpusalo back on the ice soon enough, if only to uh, try and up his um, trade value as we get into the season. And I mean, before you know it, it's going to be trade deadline time. So we'll uh, we'll see. Um, in terms of the defensemen, uh, Andrew Peake, not a surprise, uh, Gavrikov, Orensky, Jake Bean, Adam Boquist, Erica Branson, uh, none of these are surprising. Um, and then the final spot went to Nick Blankenberg. Uh, David Juracek has been assigned to the Cleveland Monsters, um, which, again, I feel like I've been going up and down uh, or round and round about this for a significant portion of the weekend um and also today when i when i heard the news um 
unsurprised. Um, and I think they wanted more out of Juracek than they got this training camp. I don't think that he was bad, um, but I think he maybe needs a little bit more um, refinement in his game. Obviously, he's 18 years old. Um, you know, they can't all be <laughs> they can't all be Cole Sullingers. Um But especially with that logjam on the right side, um, I think it would have been really, really hard for them to look at Nick Blankenberg and uh, David Juracek and say, we're going to send Blankenberg down and keep Juracek. Um, I expect to see him in the NHL this season. Um, That doesn't feel like a a leap, but it is going to be interesting to see how much Nick Blankenberg actually plays because obviously... He's got to compete with Peak, uh, Boquist, and Gabranson for a spot on that right side. Like maybe he plays the left side, becomes a little bit more versatile. But if if anything else, um, he might get a couple of games in while Gabranson is recovering from this knock that he took in the preseason. So uh, that's that's the defense. Like I said, not a lot of surprises, and one that I thought was a surprise, but actually having looked at it, I'm like, yeah, no, this this makes a lot of sense. Um, in a minute, we're going to talk about the forwards, which has a couple more surprises and many not surprises. That's all coming up next on Locked on Blue Jackets. So the forwards for the uh, 23-man roster, we've got Sean Corrali, Johnny Cadreau, Gus Nyquist, Justin Danforth. None of these are surprising. Um, Liam Foody, was named, uh, Matthew Olivier was named, uh, Patrick Laine, Cole Sillinger, Boo Jenner, Eric Robinson. None of those are surprising. Uh, Igor Chinakov, Kent Johnson, not really surprising, but fun. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And then uh, finish that off with uh, Jake Voracek and Jack Roslovic. So like I said, nothing super surprising. Um, of note, Emil Bemstrom has been sent down to the Cleveland Monsters. Um, again, I think it's a, a case of he didn't necessarily play badly, but I think he was outplayed by, you know, uh, for example, I think Hugo Chilikov had a phenomenal preseason and a great training camp. Um, and I think it's hard to look at a player like Kent Johnson, who, again, I think has not had the impact that I personally was hoping for in the preseason, especially after that really strong Traverse City tournament. But if I had to choose between those players, like, yeah, I want Kent Johnson in that lineup over Emil Bemstrom, which is a shame because I like Emil Bemstrom a lot. Um, but that's, uh, honestly, the biggest surprise for me is Liam Foody being on that. Um, I talked about him a little bit um, a couple episodes ago and also a little bit in the comments. Um, I haven't hated him this preseason. He didn't play a ton. Um, I thought he was fine in training camp in the scrimmages. Um, but I'm wondering what his role is going to be on this team, honestly. Um, and of the the players, I was pretty sure that if they had to choose, it was going to be Foodie sent down and Bemstrom taking that uh, 13th or 14th spot. Um, I didn't count how many, how many forwards there were, but um, 13, I believe. Um, maybe 14. I can't do it. It's, it's too late at night to do math um but the point is i'm surprised that foodie is on there over bemstrom um but brad larson made some interesting comments there just before i started recording where he was like yeah bemstrom i think worked hard um unfortunately so did a lot of other people in training camp uh and you know he's expecting him to basically work hard and 
you treat this as a learning experience, treat this as, yeah, you know, sometimes you've got to fight through adversity. Um, I have lots of thoughts on fighting through adversity in, in, you know, in regards to hockey, but maybe Bemstrom will, will see this as a, a way to fight his way back up to the big leagues. Um, because I do think he is a, an NHL player. Um, I, like I said, I like Bemstrom a lot. I think I'm a bigger Bemstrom fan than many people that are fans of the team. Um, so we'll see. Maybe he'll, like I said, it could be a really good confidence boost if they send him down to the AHL and he just like, he and Kirill Marchenko just like tear through every other team in the North Division for a month or so. Um, I think that could be, um, that could be pretty fun. Um, the other thing that I wanted to kind of briefly talk about, uh, what a preseason Igor Chinikov had. Uh, he has extremely earned his spot on the roster. I, I didn't ever really think that that was in doubt. Um, but I think the the arrival of Kiramachenko, the arrival of Kent Johnson, I think there was maybe some question as to whether Chinikov would find himself kind of the odd man out. And he hasn't. Um, like, I think it was Jeff Saboda said on Twitter yesterday or during the um, Capitals game, he looks like a player that has learned from last season and has figured it out and is going to come back with a vengeance. Um, I'm still betting on him scoring 20 goals or more this season. Um, he's a guy that uh, I am definitely going to have my eye on as we get the season started. Um, and then the other guy, obviously, is uh, Mr. Kent Johnson himself, who, like I said, I thought he had a really great Traverse City tournament. I don't think he was as impressive in the preseason, um, but I think it'll be interesting to see how he's utilized in the uh, the opening points of the season. Um, I know Brad Larson has said, you know, if he sits, he won't sit for long, um, which does worry me because he didn't play a ton in the, the game against the Capitals. Um, I think he had three shifts in the third period, which, hey, what the heck, Brad? It's a meaningless preseason game that you're, it's tied. Let the kid play. But that's uh, that's another thing entirely. Um, I want to see Johnson get significant ice time this season. And I'm not 100% sure that we'll see that. I think he'll probably be in most of the games, but I worry that he won't. I, I worry that he'll get stuck in that bottom six rotation and end up playing with line mates that are not complementary to him. Um, maybe he'll prove me wrong. Maybe Brad Larson will prove me wrong. Maybe he'll force his way into the top six. Um, I would like to see that, but I... Uh... I'm unsure. I also would like to see him uh, play with Sillinger. I think that's going to be a fun duo. You know, I talked about that all season, uh, all summer, about how I wanted Sillinger to play with Johnson and Bjorkstrand. Obviously, that can't happen anymore. So I need to uh, peruse the list and pick a new winger that I want to see uh, play on the other side of Sillinger. But super excited about Ken Johnson. Super excited about Nick Blankenberg. I didn't spend a ton of time talking about him, but I'm so, so excited for him to get um, more NHL games this season. I think he's a guy that is going to take a lot of people, a lot of people by surprise this season. So uh, two, two thumbs up from me to Nick. And uh, I think that's all I've got for today. Tomorrow we are going to talk about the Carolina Hurricanes um, because we probably should. The the rules say that we have to play them. So we'll talk about the Hurricanes, how their summer went, and uh, check in with those guys. That's tomorrow's episode. Um, I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. 
You can find this podcast at LO underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticism, you can email me at lockedupbluejackets at gmail.com. And uh, thank you once again for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. So uh, if you haven't hit subscribe over there, then feel free to do so. Uh, it helps me out. It helps you out. Uh, everybody wins when you subscribe on YouTube. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I super appreciate every single one of you. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>